Hello, and welcome to Head and Heart, a Keeper of the Lost Cities podcast. My name is Katie, and I'm here with my best friend and co-host, Frankie. Hey, guys. <laughs> and man, does it feel good to say those words. It has been a hot minute since we recorded, but it is so good to be back. We've been going through it, guys. We have been so busy. I have a summer class, and I'm looking for work, and Frankie is just, her life is insane. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in the very last episode we did for this, we said, oh, we, we've we been trying really hard to get an episode out each week. We've been doing really well with that. And then every time we say that, I swear to God, every time we say that, it's like a month. It's Yeah. <laughs> it's, we need to stop jinxing ourselves because... Really, we, we do. We have been working on the multi-fandom podcast which we didn't realize how many things were coming out for that podcast that we had to talk right. about. So then that kept having to happen. So we didn't have any time for KOTLC. And it it's just been, it's been a long month, I would say. <laughs> Speaking of which, our multi-fandom podcast is on all podcast listening platforms at Katie and Frankie. The Katie and Frankie Show, as well as on YouTube. So go check it out. Support us. That would be great. We have episodes on The Legend of Vox Machina, The Owl House with Elijah of Not So Average Fangirl online. We Our third episode is on Shadow and Bone. And then our latest episode to drop is all about How to Train Your Dragon and the live action casting news. So... That is just a taste, like the tip of the iceberg of what we have planned for that podcast. We are so excited. And we have had many requests on this podcast to talk about Gregor. And, spoiler alert, (laughs) we have a full episode on Gregor coming up on that multi-fandom podcast. So Yes, later this week, already recorded, it'll be coming out a few days after this drops, it should be dropping on June 14th, Wednesday, so this episode, I mean. So look out for that, like, Friday, Sunday, later this week. Yeah. So we are so excited. Talking about Gregor was a blast, and it's just been really fun. Like, I get to upload it to YouTube and make cute thumbnails and, you know. <laughs> Katie, when you, sound, when you say fun, I hear exhausting. <laughs> It is exhausting because they take forever to upload because they're long. Even though it's just audio and there's no moving video, they're long. Yeah, they're much longer than most of our... Some of our episodes on here have hit, like, the hour mark. Our Stellar Loon eps hit, like, 120 each. But for the most part, this podcast goes for about 45 minutes. The other ones, the ones on the multi-fandom podcast go for about an hour and 20 on average, I would say. They hit at least the hour mark. <laughs> yes. Our shortest one is just over an hour in that shadow and bone. It surprised me because we're such big fans that we didn't have more to say, but we were so succinct, so precise in our conversation that it ended up being like a shorter one for that podcast. Well, and also because we were simply talking about... The, the, show. Um, the show if we were doing that on the books I could write essays like oh my gosh I would I monologue if we were talking about the books but because we were talking about the show it was shorter but we're not here to talk about the multi-fandom podcast for 45 minutes we are here no. to talk about KOTLC and the lovely lovely Lynn, Lynn. <laughs> the lovely Lynn, Lynn. Song. <laughs> so this has been requested multiple times and 
at least up until Stellar Loon, we love this character before that dramatic shift happens, which yeah. we will most definitely get into. It was about so. time we did Lynn, because we did Dex kind of with the Disney family. We did we just did the Vackers, where we could have covered Bianca more. We probably will do a Bianca specific episode at some point. Mm. But like we've covered the Vackers, we've covered Keith extensively, we've covered Sophie extensively, we had an episode for Tam. It was time to do one for Lynn. <laughs> right, like, Tam got his own episode. It's only fair that his twin sister gets her own episode, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I I love Lynn so much. Like, I'm actually really excited about this, even though we're both a bit tired. So, if my speech is bad, by the way, that is why. <laughs> if I don't sound it's as like, energetic as usual, it's because I'm, like, blinking right now at Katie. Oh She's my gosh. Like- <laughs> Trying to stay awake. Yeah. We do what we have to do, but we wanted to get a new episode out for you guys, so hopefully it doesn't come across that we are dead tired. (laughs) Yeah, blah, right. But, yes, Katie- Where to start with Lynn? I think it's always so interesting to note, which we've talked about a couple times, but it's so interesting to note how much you gravitated towards Lynn and how much I gravitated towards Tam, and just, like, her- her personality is very mellow, but in a, well, see, the, the Stella Loon, like, throws a kink in this whole analysis, so let's just, yes. let's just, everything we say about Lynn up until we get to that Stella Loon talk is how we felt for the first four books she was in. Let's just preface it with that, because, yes. like, Stella Loon threw a wrench in the system, but the yeah, most four part, are, Hang on, she's in book four, five... Six, seven, eight, five books she was in. Five books. So I just want to clarify. Yeah. Yes. So she's a very kind individual, very mellow, but she still has her moments. Like she's serene almost. But despite her fear of her control over water, for the most part, she's been very serene. She's a very serene character. She's a peaceful character. She's very protective of her brother, of course, but in a very different way than Tam is protective of her. Like, we've said this in our Tam one as well, where Tam is more so going to be the upfront battler, whereas Lynn is, like, the support, the emotional support behind Mm -hmm. that. And so it's very interesting, the dynamic she brings, because we have a lot of big characters in this series, and Lynn, to me, isn't, like, a big character, you know? She... When I say character, I'm not even talking... I'm not stating, like, their characters in the book, obviously. I'm saying when you talk about a person's character. Like, Lynn doesn't have... Yes. Lynn doesn't have a huge personality. And a lot of the characters in this book do. And I think that's fine. Like, she's she is a background personality. And it, it works really well for her, I think. Yeah. And I... Once again, that shift is just so dramatic. Like, I, I don't... I can't fathom the logic behind it, the writing decision behind it. You can I see don't her, understand. You see in book eight a little bit her starting to like, there's a rift starting to form between her and Tam with the whole rainy thing. Like you see it start to form a little bit, but not in my wildest dreams could I have imagined it going like this. <laughs> with, yeah. Like I would have thought it would be handled completely differently with Lynn, especially just everything about everything about Lynn in book nine was such an aftershock. I was just 
so irritated. I've never been irritated with Lynn's character before until book nine. And then I was just like, right. Everything she said, I, I had a problem with. I was just like, how did this happen? <laughs> yeah. And I'm not even a huge Fitzlin shipper anymore. And I really liked the idea of Fitzlin if had it been developed in books four, five, and six. It's one of those. Yeah. That was one of those ships where you definitely were more on board than I was. I was. I was fine with it if it had happened. I just, it wasn't, like, Morella and Tam for me, I even though there's been barely anything with them, I don't know, I just connected with that so much more than I've ever connected with the idea of Fitzlin, whereas you really liked Fitzlin. Yeah. Like, you would have been all for it, all invested, if, if mm-hmm. that had properly built up. And it would have been so good for Fitz, and like, oh... such a missed opportunity but I'm very curious I especially if there's two more books left we'll see how many more books are left I'm very curious as to how the rest of Lynn's arc is going to go that's what I was gonna say like there's still she could still do this where not even necessarily for just Lynn I'm saying for Fitz Lynn here we've already stated that we don't believe there will be any more canon confirmed couples besides SoKeep except for a high possibility of Dex and Biana. But right. everyone else, we've said, most likely it will be hints and that's it and you run with it in your imagination after. And I still think that could happen with Fitz and Lynn, where she shows them in a more romantic light, even if there is only one book left, and then you kind of have to put the pieces together there. But it just, ah, oh, they... <sighs> After book nine, it is. You're, you're kind of just like, ugh, well, now I don't like this pairing at all because it just, it's like that she took all of the things that make Fitz irritating and shoved them onto Liv, Lynn. Yes. So, then so they would just start to fuel each other rather than balance each other out. Zuko and <coughs> who? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, no, just... you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It I would mean, turn into that. It wouldn't be that bad, because, I mean, that's just no. the worst the worst canon relationship I think I've ever seen in my life. Not, I don't even think I'm joking. I hate it. Listen every to our aspect. episode, episode four of our Zutara podcast, Fire and Water, if you want to hear our full thoughts on that. It's very old. Ugh, yeah, One of but, the first episodes we ever did, but I think the conversation itself was quite good. Yeah, and it, I'm not saying it would be that bad, because honestly, you would have to be, I mean, again, you'd have to wreck your show for that to be how you <laughs> have a canon, care, a canon relationship, you know? So I don't think it would be that bad, but now it just, it does, it feels like instead of Lynn's calmer qualities coming out to help Fitz, and Fitz maybe pulling Lynn out of her shell, it now feels like yeah. the B-I-T-C-H squad, as we've dubbed them, have, and we say that lovingly, by the way, like, I call myself a B-I-T-C-H all the time. We say that lovingly, but it feels like they've pulled Lynn out of her shell. However, it feels like they've, like, the personality that's come with it, I don't like it. And it feels like it was just fuel and it fitzes and it's just, no. It feels fake. It feels like KOTLC Mean Girls. Mean Girls. That is. It just, and I love, Morella is, like, in my top, like, five. I love Morella Reddick. But all, I don't know, it's like all of them together, I'm just like, oh my god, it's so mean girls. It's so mean girls. It's so, yeah. like, catty. I don't know. And so Lynn, 
I'm okay, and I love. I do really like the friendship. Caddy, that sorry, with- I'm just mean girls and saying caddy. No, it's pronounced like Katie. Sorry. Yes. As a Katie, I find it amusing. But no, like, because even I, and I liked the thought of Lynn and Morella being really good friends. I know a lot of people ship them. We personally do not, but like, no, I, I like that dynamic and what it brings. And I really would have liked to see what could have transpired. Yeah, transpired with Maruka and Lynn. Like, I do think these are, these could be interesting dynamic so I don't know why it went this route (laughs) where like Mm -hmm. she's sticking it to Tam and then going to hold hands with like the BITCH squad and then they all like evaporate away like it's some like drama I don't don't like it don't like it at all just everything that was being said was so wrong (laughs) and just what I always come back to is the hypocrisy of yeah. her being all stuck up about murder. Like, she's the girl of many floods. She's Do literally you know murdered many- goblins. Ogre, oh sorry. Oh my gosh! Like, yes. guys, I saw this in an... Not to go back to Atla, I don't know why this is happening, but, like, I saw a post on Tumblr about Toph from Atla, and someone was like, guys, these children are murderers. Like, Toph's not just squishing men up against the wall with rocks and there's no repercussions. Like, their internal organs are are dead. And that's what I think of every time I think of Lynn. Because this yes! girl, you're telling me she started a tsunami in an underground city and there were no casualties? Bug off with that. Like, Give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. I don't care if Shannon wrote... I don't even care if Shannon herself made a statement it was like no one was harmed in the in Lynn's floods no in the flooding of Ravagog yeah. shut up <laughs> shut up that is an underground cavern that she flooded with a tsunami and was taking bridges out along the way by the way infrastructure ruined caverns are toppling down you're telling me no ogres have died and I understand the difference here they were fighting for their lives so I'm not saying Lynn is an awful person no they were fighting for their lives she had but to do what so she had to do Rainy. but Rainy was put in an awful situation and so then it is it's a hypocrisy of Lynn and it's a short-sightedness because you would think she would be able to see that what's coming out of her mouth is just again it's not it's not racism it's not but it's like I don't know. It's it's completely elitist. It's completely elitist. Yes, elitism. Yes, thank you. Elitism. And it's like, Lynn, how are you elitist? How are you elitist? You were pushed to the bottom of society because you are a twin. You had to live in the woods, essentially, alone with your twin. It's giving me Vex and Vax vibes, by the way. I'm listening to that audiobook right now of the Vex and Vax novel. Yeah. Giving me those vibes. Twin brother and sister living out in the woods. I mean, it is awful. Well, it also, is awful. how she's just completely bulldozing over her brother's emotions when she's like, she's brainwashed you. And it's like, he has his own freaking agency, agency Lynn. Like, she's making it seem like everything he it's ever so does. It's so demeaning. It, yes, is for the never scene. And it's like, your brother... <laughs> 
is one of the most emotionally intelligent people in this book series. I get yes. that you're worried about him and you feel like a chasm has been formed between your relationship, but constantly throwing things in his face that are just going to put his barriers up around you is not how you repair this. And I get their children. I get she's acting out for certain ways, but that doesn't make it any less irritating. It's like with Fitz. It doesn't make it less irritating. And it just feels so out of character for yes. Lynn. With her backstory, to have this short-sightedness and to not understand Rainey's position and her plea. It just is upsetting because Lynn is a really, one of the most solid characters when it comes to just- Was one of the biggest Their hearts. characters. Yeah. She has such a big heart. She's a very solid character writing-wise up until Stellar Loom. Like, her character- is very solid. It's one of the most solid in this series for continuity. And then it's just like, I don't even know. I, a, a wrecking ball. She took a shotgun and shot her. I don't. <laughs> like, the song's just in my head now. I can't. <laughs> I came in like a wreck. I can't do it. Nope. It just, but yeah, we have to, we have to go back to the good things about Lynn because it's just become we a do. rant. It's become a rant. And <laughs> That's not what I wanted to happen. Us ranting about Keeper of the Lost City? Shocking. That is just unprecedented. Unprecedented behavior on our parts, honestly. I don't know how all of you didn't turn off as soon as it started. But no, no. Lynn is, like I said, she was such a solid character. And she's and she's not just the Mary Sue, like, oh, no. a little bit timid. And, oh, I, I hide behind my brother. and But I'm also really powerful. Like, that's not... She doesn't. She's not portrayed as just that. She has other qualities. We see her be sassy with Sophie half the time. Like we see her be snarky. Yes. Like she's and she's very loving and she's. I mean, her with Wiley. She's a healer. She's a caretaker. Her with Wiley, like, which is another thing that just shoots her character to bits. Because hold on, I'm going somewhere with this. With Wiley, she's never like taking away his agency. Like she's one of the ones who's always during that whole thing where Wiley was going in book six to like go and and be a target for the never seen and yada yada yada. Lynn was always like supporting him and helping him and being like, this is his agency. Let's give it to him. And she also healed him back to health to the point where people were shipping them, which I don't personally. We've talked about this before, too. Me neither. We don't personally ship them. I can see because of the longevity of elves, like, the age gap isn't what bothers me with it. Like, this is actually one of the only times where age gap in books isn't gonna, like, bother me because of how long right. elves live. But I just don't see that for them. They read as very platonic brothers, brother and sister to me. But anyway, even just yeah. seeing her, like, her relationship with Wiley, too, and how much she cares about him. And so then you go to book nine, and where after she's been just fighting for Wiley's agency, she just throws it all in her back in her brother's face. I don't want to start ranting again, but again, it's just another point where I'm like, oh, what what happened? What happened? Yeah, and it's not like the BITCH squad has anything in particular against Sam. She's not getting this from them. This is some personal vendetta that she's developed. It's, I think it's guilt. It's a personal grievance. Grievance. I think it's guilt, honestly, because he went to the Never Scene to save her. To so save I think her. it's coming from guilt at knowing that he went there and did all this. Yeah. And then that guilt, though, has slowly started to fester into resentment because he's become so close with Rainy that almost... Can we talk about the codependency issues between Tam and Lynn for a second? Like, 
Yes. This is yes. where it comes from. And you totally understand why it happened. I mean, they were completely isolated and only had each other for years that it grew into very codependent, unhealthy bonds in some ways, as healthy as their relationship can be. They have severe codependency issues. And you see that in this. This is resentment Lynn has towards Rainey, not just because she thinks that Rainey's a bad influence. As we've said, that doesn't make sense for a character. It's because Rainey is now taking up a very valuable spot in Tam's life. Yes. And while Lynn and Tam have been metaphorically conjoined their entire mm. lives, emotionally, even mentally, all the, everything short of physically... Now, there's a threat to yeah, that. Yeah, there's a threat to that. She's perceiving it as a threat. And it's the only thing I can, like, see that makes sense in all of this. I swear, like, if book 10 comes out and Lynn is still on this BS and then we just get that that's her true thoughts on it, that she's like, oh, like, that's actually what it was, that she actually was just being hypocritical, it's gonna be, oh my god. Whereas I can see Shannon being like, Ugh showing it as no Lynn gross yeah Lynn has been with her brother her whole life he's always protected her in certain ways he's helped her through panic attacks he's he's literally been there for her for their entire lives in a way that has become a little unhealthy and this is rainy the rainy discourse has been brought up to showcase that and to help both Lynn and Tam grow but honestly Tam I think is aware of this can he He's unhealthy with Lynn a little bit. Yes, he's overprotective, and he knows yeah. it. But, like, when she was with Wiley, when she was helping out with Wiley, when they had to be separated, he's not... He wasn't jealous. There wasn't resentment there. It's... No. But we've said this. Tam is very emotionally intelligent, and even though I think Lynn was up to this point, it's showing that she has things to work through. Yes. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a setup for character growth. It just it hit us like a freight Because it's so quick. Totally unexpectedly. Because it's so, such a drastic. A drastic. From her previous 180. Character. It's, and it hits yeah. you. Like I said, there was some build up for it. She doesn't trust Rainy ever. So there's some. She cranked it up to 11 but, though, but real yeah, quick. Yeah, it goes from like. Lynn being at, like, a four on the scale to, like you said, 11. Just break the dial. Like, I would even say a two or a three, honestly. I think you're being a little generous yeah, with four. Maybe. I, I just, I do remember Lynn never trusting Rainy and there being seeds of this a little bit throughout book eight. But you're right. I'm I'm absolutely agreeing with you. It was. It was like, it, she took that little bit of, of um hints from previous the previous book and then was like, Vroom, just thrown back at you and you're like whoa and you have got to slowly turn the dial to that point to get it up to an 11 if Otherwise, you want to reach that and then have her turn it back ruins down. characters you can't crank it all of a sudden or else with the frog in a pot yeah. metaphor in boiling water it's gonna hop out it's gonna know it's going to die instead of allowing for Natu yeah you know I I mean. <laughs> but no because it ruins characters when you do it like that it it lynn yes. was katie's like number three for the longest time katie read this and oh and yeah she's dropped to what what does he, she even drop down to for you like she was top three for you i don't even know if she's even top like somewhere ten. in the top ten like it's insane. I'd have to make a list of all the characters and really strategically think it out, but 
She's below five now, if she's even in She the was top never 10. in my top ten, so that's why it's easier for me to, like... I I like I, I like Lynn as a character, but she was never one that I was like my favorite. She was never in my top ten. Right. So that so <laughs> when I was reading it, I was thinking about Katie. I read this scene ahead of Katie, and I just sent her a warning text, and I said, "You're about to get ticked off," and that was all I said. Yes. And she knew exactly <laughs> what I meant by that because twenty minutes later, I got a text saying, "What the <laughs> is happening?" <laughs> Lynn. And then it was just in all caps, character assassination. It was like, and I was like yes. so then we ranted. But no, it's just you cannot do it that quickly. A complete character 180 that quickly, it just ruins characters. It does because there's you don't understand their 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 reason they're doing it when it's like that. So you have no you have no idea why they're acting like this. You're just like, what is up? It feels like with Stellar Loon, Shannon had too much to balance on the plate. And as she was making her way through the novel, she had to sacrifice pacing, and then she needed one other thing (laughs) to throw off the plate, and that was Lynn's character. For whatever reason, she chose Lynn's characterization. Uh, Like, and again, she could work this out in a book 10. It could be worked out easily. She just shows it as growth, as Lynn being like, okay, everything we said previously on how it has to be character growth. the one thing, the one thing that gives me hope because book seven wasn't great either, is the fact that book eight is pretty dang yeah. good. I think... I really love book She eight. could do this. So that gives me hope. And even 8.5 is really Yeah, strong. it is. So, you know, that gives me hope. Because if book eight had also not been good... And then book nine... <laughs> you know, that would... Ugh. And then book nine, three of the latest books, like, that's where you start to get, like... Oh boy, the series is on a downturn and it's decreasing in quality consistently. I don't think now. that's the case. Whereas having these little ups and downs gives you hope for the final book that we can have an epic finale or even final two books, which we don't want. We've made that clear, but whatever. If the if the tenth book is absolutely amazing, and then there has to be an eleventh book, at least the tenth book is absolutely amazing, and then we can look forward to a finale. Like, but right. Yeah, with Lynn, it's just, I hope, I hope it's what we say. I hope it's character growth. I hope Shannon doesn't buckle down and, like, I don't know. I just want it to be clear that this is character growth. Because <laughs> if it isn't, then it's just character assassination for me. And then, right with the whole Fitz-Lynn thing, like I've said, I just sprinkle it in there. Sprinkle it in there a little bit, even though I'm not the biggest Fitz-Lynn shipper. Uh, if she's going to do it, just sprinkle it in a little bit. She already did it in Stellar Loon at the end, just slightly. You know, it was hinted. And Fitzland was? What, wasn't I it remember. when he went to go join so, her? When he went to go join uh, Lynn and Wiley, he was like, well, and he went and joined them to hunt. And I thought there was a convo, but I'm not sure. I don't know. It's been months. You know, let me go get my copy of Stellar Loon and look at that okay, scene. While you're doing that, I'm going to talk about Lynn's power level. <laughs> Okay, so we don't talk about it enough. We did in the beginning of this podcast, but we don't talk enough how, how, about how Lynn is just absolutely terrifying. Her powers are leagues above everybody else's by the time we meet her. Like, by the time we meet Lynn, her powers are leagues more powerful than everyone else's, besides maybe Sophie. And 
Sophie's a cheat code, so it doesn't count with Sophie. <laughs> you guys didn't see that. Katie, Katie's thumbing through the book. She looks up when I stopped speaking, and she gave me, like, the tiniest little nod to show she agreed with me. It's so prim and proper. It was. Slipping <laughs> uh. through my literature, giving a nice prim, proper nod. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my time in England rubbed off on me. No, it didn't, because that was a horrible accent. <laughs> I know, I know, that's the joke. I can't do accents for crap. The thing is, when I'm reading, if I'm reading a book and it has an accent in it, I can do the accent. If I'm just speaking, I can't. Same! I can't do it at all, but if I have a book in front of me, I can do the damn accent. Like, when I read KOTLC to my sister and my mother, we are almost done book three, by the way, so yay, but... When I'm reading that to my mom and my sister, I do the British accent for Fitz and Biana. Like, I do it. And I do it relatively well. So, <laughs> same with The Book Thief. When I read The Book Thief out loud to my family, German accent. I had it down pat. I'm not even kidding. I don't know how I do it. But then if I go to speak without a book in front of me, it's awful. It's trash. It's garbage. It's offensive. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't do it, period. So, you're ahead of me. I can just do it in my head. <laughs> But I think everyone can do yeah, that. So yeah, that's I don't know if you're gonna find it right now, Katie. Fitz doesn't I found it. Fitz does not go with Lynn. He goes with Maruka and Wiley. I thought it was Lynn. who the heck was Lynn searching with? I thought Maruka I knew Morella. Mar- yeah, okay. I knew he went I thought Tam Okay, hold on. Tam went with Morella, I thought, and then I thought Fitz went with Lynn. But okay, I was wrong. So that wasn't worth it. But anyways, I still think she could do this. And let's go to the power yes. dynamic since I started ranting about that. Did you hear any of that or were you too engrossed in the book to hear a single word I said? I got the gist of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like half processing, half reading. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, she she is. She's just so incredibly strong by the time we meet her. Like her innate. She's such a great commentary on the high-powered female character yeah she her innate power without training her innate abilities with water are insane and gosh do i love water powers oh really i know you had no idea i'm shocked by this information it's only all you talked about when you're watching avatar is every day i'm such a waterbender i love the water tribe i'm such a waterbender (laughs) Practicing my water bender yes. moves in the mirror. <laughs> that was after the movie, which unfortunately is how I was introduced to Avatar The Last Airbender. That, I mean... I would practice my water bending moves in the oh mirror. Oh yeah, I had, <laughs> I absolutely, after that movie, I would ride around on a golf cart with my arms out as if I could control wind. It was a thing. It was a thing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. So, water powers are really cool in general. I mean, like you said, Avatar, Percy Jackson, just think about all the water-powered people. But Linz feels dangerous. <laughs> like, yes, from the get-go. So dangerous. That girl is from so her, dangerous. From her Sorry. introduction, they feel dangerous. It's not even, like, build-up to it. Yes. They feel dangerous from the jump. Is that even a song that I just referenced? I don't know. I don't... Or did I make I that up? I have no idea, Katie. I don't know where that came from. I feel like that's a song or something. Anyways, I love her introduction so much. Both of their introductions. The twins' oh. introductions oh my are gosh, the best. The Tams, too. Is They're so, the best in this yes. bo- these books, their introductions. They immediately showcase their personalities. Mm-hmm. They showcase their powers. Their bond. Which we haven't seen before. Their bond, right? The dynamic. I mean, it is 
brilliant. It's a brilliant introduction. I love it. It's absolutely my favorite in these books. And, well, Keefe's is pretty iconic, but... For overall, like, everything. <laughs> you must be lost. Yes. That, no, it is. It's iconic. But but for the overall everything about Tam and Lynn's introduction is just, it's the best one. It's hands down the best one. It's amazing. Like, critically and in terms of awesomeness. Yeah. Yeah. It's just great. Ugh. Whereas Keith is very simple. It doesn't show as much all around. Yeah. It, it gives like, hints. It showcases his, like, you know, character a little bit, but... It's not as critically advanced mm-hmm. and complex with what it's doing compared to the Yeah, twins. there's, uh, it's so good. And then Lynn, there's so many times she saves their butts. Without her, dead. Oh, I they're dead know. so many times in the fourth and fifth books without Lynn. She saves their butts so many times. I mean, she holds Atlantis together, which we haven't talked about. Yeah, I was gonna say she, she saves them so many times before even her big moment. Where she's on the cover uh-huh. of book six, so, saving an entire an entire city. city with her willpower. She has such strong willpower too, which a lot of times with oh. with her type of character, which is a gentler character, you'll be shown like you won't be shown those moments with where it's just a battle of wills. And God, does she have to battle with her will so many times throughout these series? These series, this series, she has to, her willpower is so strong just to keep away from water at first, because anytime she's near it, she gets all foggy in her head and, and starts to flood things. She feels the pull. Yes. And so the willpower to stay away from your element like that. We saw what it did to Fenton and Brandt. They went insane. They went insane. Yeah. I'm sure Lynn, Lynn wasn't banned. She could still do it here and there. So it's not, it's not like she was never. Which is a huge hypocrisy. The fact that they banned. Have we ranted about this yet? Is that something we were going to say for later? Have we ranted about this yet? Uh, I think we did in the, the freaking, uh, the, our latest reading reviews because someone else brought it up and we were like, thank you. It's ridiculous. We may We did. It's because. Or we can do a whole episode on it alongside another rant, like another paired up rant. We talked about that. Uh, what would, did we say we were going to do? Oh, it was going to be pyrokinesis Mm -hmm. and like the prison system. There's a whole list that we made based on reviews and I think I've lost it. Because I was writing it down. Oh, I'll have to find that. But yeah, it was pyrokinesis and prisons. We we're gonna do mythology. Yeah, episode on mythology. We have a lot to. We cover need to still. add we these gonna, to the list. We are not coming short of content. We need to add these to the list as soon as we're stopped recording. Because there were there was a whole list I had. There was like five episode ideas on that list, and I've lost the list. I think I don't know where it is. So. <laughs> Guess uh, I'll be re-listening to the reading reviews episode. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, oh my what goodness. else is there to say about Lynn? <laughs> I feel like we need to highlight and discuss her flooding Ravagog more. Is, she- is it Ravagog? Yeah, Ravagog. I'm forgetting. That's right. Okay. Yes. I'm second guessing myself because it's been forever since I've reread. No, that. Ravagog, and she's—I mean, she floods a freaking city. I don't. There's nothing else I can think to say of that. She floods a city at age 15. At this point, I think she is maybe 14. Mm-hmm. No, they're 15. They're 15 when we meet them. So she's 15 years old flooding a city. I mean. Come on, people. She's by far the most powerful. Oh, come on. She is. At this point, <laughs> she's by far the most powerful of that entire group. Yeah. Like, Sophie has more abilities, but in terms of, like, sheer amount of power, power from one ability, it goes to win. Even, 
stack some of Sophie's abilities on top of each other, and she still doesn't have the amount of control that Lynn has over water. I cannot stress enough an entire flippin' tsunami mm-hmm. underground. I am lucky where I've not lived through a tsunami. However, I've watched many a video. We know the effects, I mean. <laughs> We're aware. I have watched many a video of tsunamis occurring because I went through a phase where I watched a whole bunch of natural disaster videos. Who wins in a fight? Percy Jackson or, or Lynn, if we're going face, just based off of <laughs> water abilities. I kind of think Lynn. I hate to say uh, it, but out of sheer power. I don't know. I Because the amount of things I Percy feel like does without even... If we're going just up against water power via water power, but Percy has more versatile... He- Array like, of he's also started tsunamis and floods, and he has created an earthquake. Like, he has a hurricane once, he doesn't even realize he's doing it. He's literally like, oh, I'm I'm walking on top of a hurricane, great, while he's fighting Helios. And you're just like, oh, great, great, good for you and your hurricane, Percy. So, <laughs> I, I think on raw power, Lynn wins, but I think Percy's experiences give yes. him the edge. I think they give him the edge. Yes, I would agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And is more versatile with animals and with like like if this was a full out no rules fight to the death trying oh, to kill well, then each it's other. Percy. I, yeah, then I think Percy would have the upper hand. Exactly. I'm saying in water, if they're both just using water, Lynn has more, more raw, raw power. power, but Percy has way more experience and I think he's winning. But but I just thought that'd be a fun thing to throw out there. Yes. Now if we did a crossover and Lynn went to Camp Half-Blood and got properly mm-hmm. trained? Holy crap, would that be terrifying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Weird enough, I can see her more as a daughter of Neptune than a daughter of Poseidon for some reason. I don't know why. I don't I don't know hmm. why. Like I feel like she doesn't have the the edge of Poseidon. Why? I don't like Whereas Neptune just feels a bit softer. Yeah, a little or even harsher in some ways. Like softer but harsher harsher. and that fits Lynn I don't know why we're talking about this as if it has any importance but like (laughs) just saying uh people who haven't read Percy Jackson are gonna be so confused they're gonna be like aren't Poseidon and Neptune like the same thing well you see (laughs) 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 but um yes all right well I think that is all we have for you today about the lovely Lynn song thank you so much for listening and without further ado Happy, do we want to say Fitzlin? Yeah. That's kind of one-sided for Let's us, just, though. I'm okay with it. Let's just go Fitzlin. <laughs> All right. Happy Fitzlin shipping, everyone. Happy Fitzlin. Bye, guys. Or just, you know, Lynn finding love in general. Or root for Lynn, actually, is how we should end this. Root for Lynn. <laughs> root for Lynn. There we go. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye.